Welcome to the Phlebotomy in 5 podcast, the web's number one podcast for phlebotomists. Brought to you by phlebotomycoach.com. Welcome to the second episode of the phlebotomycoach.com podcast, Phlebotomy in 5. In this episode, we'll cover something that you may never have given much thought to, and that's the history of phlebotomy. You know what phlebotomy is, and you may have been practicing it for many years now, but do you know where the practice came from? and how we ended up with phlebotomy as we know it today? The earliest forms of phlebotomy can be traced all the way back to the ancient Egyptian civilization and ancient Greek and Roman cultures. Back in these ancient times, the removal of blood from the body was less of a science than a way of supposedly ridding the body of evil spirits or illnesses. Draining blood in ancient times was considered one way to effectively cure the body of most ills, and was often performed using a lancet tool. In 1163, Pope Alexander III prohibited clergymen from performing these bloodlettings, so barbers took over as they were naturally skilled with sharp objects. Barber surgeons, as they were called, also performed various other health-related tasks such as treating wounds and bone setting. The red and white barber poles you still see today are, in fact, a symbol of the bloodletting procedures they would often perform. The red symbolizes the blood, and the white is a symbol of the bandages used to stop the bleeding. There are a few high-profile cases throughout history involving bloodletting. In 1685, when England's King Charles II suffered a seizure, his 14 physicians ended up removing 24 ounces of blood total from his arm and neck, amongst many enemas and other remedies of the time. Unfortunately, the king grew weaker and weaker and eventually died a few days later. Now, the practice of bloodletting was introduced to the United States by the pilgrims during the 18th century. They would normally drain one to four pints of blood from the patient during a bloodletting procedure until the patient began to feel faint. This was a risky procedure, as we know today, in which far too much blood was removed from the body at once. And as we've already learned, these bloodletting procedures sometimes had fatal consequences, as was, re- as was the reported case of the first president of the United States, George Washington. It's believed Washington fell victim to a botched bloodletting procedure after nine pints of blood were drained from him. He had apparently undergone the bloodletting procedure after falling ill from a severe throat infection. One could assume, after hearing this, that it wasn't the actual illness that killed him, but rather the form of treatment used to try to treat him. Several such unfortunate instances began to give bloodletting a bad reputation, making people begin to see it as a form of quackery. Which brings us to present day, where phlebotomy is done using sanitary equipment and procedures to ensure the safety of the patients. Even when voluntarily donating blood, we know to only take a minimal amount so as to not make the donor at risk for any health issues. Most phlebotomists today will only draw enough blood from the vein to ensure an adequate amount is collected for the medical testing procedure being done. With the training that phlebotomists receive these days, they can make the experience relatively painless for the most part. Bloodletting is no longer practiced these days except in instances of extremely rare diseases. Today's methods of phlebotomy are considered a science, and one must receive formal education at an accredited phlebotomy school or certification in phlebotomy in order to perform blood-drawing tasks. Plus, phlebotomy procedures are typically practiced in safe environments, such as hospitals, doctor's offices, and medical clinics, with patient safety and privacy being most important. The science of medical phlebotomy has certainly come a long way from the ancient Egyptian times, and today is a trusted and safe procedure. So that was a very brief overview of the history of phlebotomy. Thanks for joining us and be sure to subscribe and stay up to date with all of our future podcasts. Thanks. Visit phlebotomycoach.com, the web's leading resource for phlebotomy training information, certification, jobs, and more.